Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I'll be your guest. In today's episode, I interview Nick Cicero. In this throwback interview, it was when Snapchat was just getting started for business and brands were just starting to catch on. We talk about everything that has to do with Snapchat for business, how to measure, how to use it for public relations, and some of the do's and don'ts. This episode was originally recorded when I taught my social media class at the University of Florida. Enjoy. Okay, welcome everybody. So very exciting week. We're going to be talking about social media and mobile, which um, is really a very hot topic. And today's guest I have is Nick Cicero. And Nick is most famous right now for what he's doing with Snapchat and Snapchat analytics. And Nick, I'm going to let you say a little bit about yourself and introduce you. So welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me. So as you mentioned before, my name is Nick Cicero, and I'm the CEO and founder of a company called Del Mondo. And I highly recommend that you go to Del Mondo's website and subscribe to Nick's newsletter because he puts out, I'm not sure how often it goes out, once a week or once a month. Right now, we try to do it once a week. Okay. And it's great, very fresh um, information on what's happening, not just with Snapchat, but what, within the whole mobile marketing community. So Nick, let's just get started with a few questions. So it seems like 2016, the second it started, this is the year for Snapchat and brands. And what are you seeing and why do you think all of a sudden brands are now waking up to Snapchat? Well, I think that it's really just flat out the place where people are. And there are so many so many more people that are using Snapchat every single day. And I think that brands are finally starting to recognize that, whereas before they might not have been ready uh, in, in a way that I think that a lot of us thought that, that this would definitely get there to be. Okay, so Snapchat is definitely nothing new to your audience. So the students here have been on Snapchat probably since day one. I've been on Snapchat for probably about a year, but I didn't really have that many of my friends on Snapchat, so I couldn't really do that much until recently, probably the past six months, I'm on it more. Um, so what are some trends that brands are doing now to really adapt Snapchat as part of their marketing, and what do you see that's working? Yeah, so I think that we're seeing a lot of brands go one of two directions. We're seeing them go like the paid media route, which is you know, using Snapchat's ad platform, um, doing things like branded geo filters, uh, video ads. And then you have brands that are also creating content, opening up their own accounts as well. And so for the brands who are opening up and creating their own accounts, we're seeing a lot of things like behind the scenes access of different parts of that brand's life, whether it's you know going to an event that they've sponsored and giving people a behind the scenes access, or whether it's going to a, a different type of experience and sharing that with everybody. Um, and then they're also going and creating channels as well and kind of creating entertainment and content right for that platform as well. So whether that's doing it themselves or hiring really popular creators to do that and working with influencers, they're different, looking at different options of telling those stories. One of the things that I've been noticing um, that I has kind of been happening not just recently, but in the past year, is um, takeover of Snapchat accounts with influencers. So right. how do you think that is going to merge into 2016? Is that going to continue to be a, a good strategy or is that is that just one of many now? Yeah, you know, I think that there's a really interesting component of, of takeovers. I think one, 
the discoverability on Snapchat has been really difficult. And so takeovers have been one way for different people's audiences to, to bridge the gap and bring them together. But I think that as you look at Snapchat going forward, even without, you know, or even if they do open up and even when they do find better ways for people to discover outside of their friend circle, I do think that there's a personal element of what the takeover might mean for folks. And so when you think about the way that Snapchat loads content, it, it doesn't load in the background. You have to actually like push push down and hold your finger down to actually open up that story. Uh, and so I think that we have this opportunity for more and more takeovers to happen for people to bring their different points of view into one particular channel and brands, instead of just like maybe running a long narrative of their story, might actually look to their Snapchat as a, almost like as a YouTube or a Twitch and a, and a place to create really unique content, might, maybe by different types of people over time. Yeah, I happen to love that. I saw Disney did it probably about a year ago. And I've seen even U University of Florida did it. And it just seems like it's just such a fresh perspective than to, you know, the typical social media management type of content creation. So I, I agree. I think that's going to continue to, to become po to stay popular. So, okay, so brands are flocking to Snapchat. What do you think the millennials, the Snapchat users think of brands coming onto Snapchat? Are they going to accept that? I think that, it, you know, a lot like with every new platform that there's going to be brands that are going to be coming on there. And I think that, uh, you know, people have gotten used to it in the past on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I think that the interesting thing is the brands, you know, who will have success and the folks that actually are able to build a sustained audience and have content that people will want to actually watch. I think that right now it's still really early. I think that there are a lot more mobile users that actually haven't jumped over to Snapchat yet or haven't tried that out. And so I think that there's a, still a huge uh, a huge opportunity for the right brands to come in there now and actually make something that's meaningful and use that as part of what they're doing. And so I think that we'll have to see as it matures how that grows. But I do think that more and more brands as they do go on, hopefully we'll think about that and, and realize that they are playing in a space where a lot of people are just sharing a lot of photos with their friends. And so if they're not coming up with something unique and interesting or you're not putting something out there, uh, you know, you're not gonna build a sustained audience. Got it. Okay, so for social media managers that are out there and want to kind of dip their toe into Snapchat, can you give us an easy way to get involved, a medium way, and more of a, a complicated way? So if somebody just, what would be easy, medium, and, and a little bit more on the difficult, complicated? Yeah, so I think that one of the easiest ways is bringing people in and starting to create content from uh, a personal POV. So whether, whether or not you have uh, different employees at your company or different partners or different people within your organization. You know, people bring different point of views when they tell their story through Snapchat. And it is so much of like a, a personal video platform as much as it is uh, a way to like tell really unique and crazy stories. So I think that you can look at the people within your organization and maybe share that and allow them to give different points of view. Um, Brave Ventures, who's our investors at Del Mondo, uh, we've been working with them and introducing Snapchat and figuring out different ways uh, for them to actually come together and tell their story. And what we've been doing is, is doing different daily points of view where you take one topic and you create a piece and maybe it was an article that they read on AdAge and everybody, you know, four different employees all give their little point of view about it. And that's their video for the day. And so I think that you can look at different opportunities like that to just bring a few different people into the conversation in a short form. I'm so glad you brought up Brave Ventures because I – added them and I've been following them since you told everybody to. So um, for those, 
so so for our audience add brave ventures on snapchat and i love what they're doing from i'm coming from a traditional public relations background that's now transitioned over the past 10 years into social and search and i just love what they're doing i think that they're really a very good example of a brand that's not like a mashable on Snapchat that somebody can say, okay, you know, that's a great way to, it's very inspirational for yeah. any size business, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's really, it's just as simple as, like I said, sharing a point of view. And so if, um, if the students want to, you want, they want to add you on Snapchat, your handle is Nick Cicero. Yep. Just my name, Nick Cicero. And then any other Snapchat handles you recommend? Uh, I recommend looking at some really cool influencers like uh, Cyrene Q is a really good influencer uh, to follow, a really good storyteller. Mike Platko, so M. Platko, uh, E.M. Garber, and, and Brandon Harvey. Those are some good folks to start with. And Gary V has just been going crazy on Snapchat. Oh, with yeah. Snapchat. Gary V has uh, definitely been going crazy, and, and that's been fun. Uh, it's good to see. I think that it's really funny when different people have their different points of view and they bring, uh, they bring different elements. So it's hard to say like who's, you know, you can have your stories be really long, you can have your stories be really short. So it's interesting to mix it up and see, you know, the, the different types of stories that every day brings that you can tell. Okay, one more question, and then uh, Nick is actually going to be back on our last week and talking about measurement. So one more one more question while we're on the subject of mobile. So do you have any tips for the students who are going to be possibly social um, future social media managers? You know, and how did you know tips that they can use and as stepping stones in their career? Advice that you can give them from yeah, a business I, standpoint or Snapchat standpoint. I, I think that in general, as you want, if you want to be a professional in social media and create content on behalf of a brand or in, or in an agency form and not do it like for yourself, uh, which is a totally different, you know, influencer type thing. Uh, I think that you want to find the the platforms that you can create the best content uh, and have the the best amount of reaction with the least amount of energy. And I think that you don't need to be on every single platform, but you need do need to find what's evolving and, and figure out what's there. So taking a look at at what new platforms are out there, you know, experimenting here, experimenting there, but also knowing where to spend the bulk of your time to get the most amount of return from, I think is is more obvious than people might think, but they jump around oftentimes thinking that they need to be on all these different places. So uh, if you're gonna be a social media manager in the future, you're gonna need to manage and balance that technology piece really well. Great advice. Burnout in social media has to be probably one of the most popular negative things that can happen to you, right? Yep, definitely. And how did you start your company, Del Mondo? So basically our company started when we had a lot of these creators who are coming to us uh, or coming to me personally um, that I knew really just as a, a freelance social consultant and doing different projects for different people. They had opportunities and they're saying, hey, all these brands wanted to, to come reach out and work with me. Do you have any advice? Uh, and I've worked in the music industry for a number of years and done different types of projects around this as well. So kind of taking that experience and knowledge, bringing it in there, we started to go out with a few more influencers. And then really we met the first Snapchat influencers through a, a friend of mine who actually his roommate in college was one of the first Snapchat influencers of Garber. And then we basically ran from there. We, we found this whole community of Snapchat influencers and that's kind of why we found ourselves doing so many of those types of campaigns last year. So now from there, we're taking it and building it into a technology platform and growing. Awesome. So we're going to talk more about that in the last week of class talking about measurement. But for now, Nick, thank you so much. And we will catch up with you in a couple weeks. Great. Thank you for having me.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.